Good evening, Mom. How are you today? Well, I'm fine, but uh, it's been raining and storming here today, and my lights went off, but finally they came back on, and I was so happy for it, and uh, I'm doing fine now. Well, that's great, Mom. Uh, I tell you what you need to put on your checklist. We need to make sure that we get you a generator put in pretty soon so that it won't make a difference when that happens. Boy, that would be nice. I, I brought all my lights, flashlights in here, and I, I just I, I need one really bad. I think everyone should have a generator. I do, too, and I'm really glad that since your power did go out, it did it during the day and not at night. Oh, yes, it was kind of dark this morning, but, you know, it was it was okay it, after the storms was over while it got, it, the sunshine came out for a while. Yes, um, and, you know, it rained really hard, and it rained that big rain that you and I talk about that ripples on your windshield, and every time I see that kind of rain, I think of you and what you told me about how you like rain, and it's beautiful. Yes, I told the kids, we were sitting here looking out the window, and I said, look out there how how hard it's raining, and look at those pretty raindrops. And they just, they were so quiet, and they were just looking out the window. You know, rain makes you feel clean. It washes away everything, and it just kind of makes everything clean. It makes you feel good, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I, I love to sleep when it's raining and or sit and watch the drops, and it just... It just makes me happy. Me too. You know, today is May the 5th, which, you know, already the first week in May is almost, it's just really going fast already. Yes, it is. It won't be long till the 10th. Oh, God. You and I are on the countdown for May the 10th. That's when uh, all my life I've learned that you can go swimming, go barefooted, but you can't do it till May the 10th. No, and you can't plant any flowers or things like that until after May the 10th. Well, I'm marking my calendar every day, and May the 10th should be our little private holiday, Mom. Oh, yes, it should be. Well, maybe we'll cook a good meal or, or have a good dessert that day and celebrate May the 10th. Or go out in the yard with our shoes off. There we go. We'll go outside and feel the grass between our toes. Oh, yeah, that would be fine. Or go swimming or or something like that. Okay, it's a date. Well, I want to know, how do you feel about if we talk about a topic that I think is very important? Uh, the topic is humility. How do you feel about talking about that today with me? Well, uh, a humble person ha- has Jesus in their heart. I agree with you. Um, honestly, Mom, if, if you don't have Jesus centered in your life, there's no way you could be humble and people that are self-centered, they are not humble people usually. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would. I, I think that that's the way it goes, and I think people should be humble. They probably take a self-centered people. They probably take a lot of selfies, too. <laughs> yes, I'd say they do. I'm just being funny. But, you know, in the Bible, um, there's a verse that, I, that comes to my mind. It's John chapter 6, verse 15. And it says something like when Jesus perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone. So Jesus went off by himself, and he, he what he did to be humble and to get centered in Christ, he went off alone, and he got into prayer, and he was very, very close with God in prayer 
for a long time. And, and that's how he was able to get a deep relationship with the Lord. Yes, that's, that's a wonderful way to get a relationship with your Lord. Now, Mom, when I think about the word humility, a lot of people think, you know, if you're filled with humility, this word has been used in a bad connotation for many years. A lot of people think if somebody's humble or they're filled with humility, it means they've been ridiculed or it means that they're weak. And honestly, people that are filled with humility are very strong people. Yes, they are. They, they are very strong. It's kind of like a, I'll make an analogy. Daddy always said I made an analogy to everything. An analogy to that would be, let's say you had a car that, you know, is a sports car and it goes really fast and people are revving their engine at you at the red light, wanting you to drive fast and race you. And you don't race them because you don't have to. You know what's under the hood. You don't have to get a speeding ticket to prove that your car is what it is or that it's fast. So I guess what my point is in making that analogy is if you know that your bond with Christ Jesus is deep and strong, you don't have to prove it. You know it. You're in deep prayer with the Lord. You have a deep personal relationship, and you walk. Everything you do, people know it by how you behave. They they see it through every action. You don't have to go out and tell people. They can see it just by seeing how what kind of person you are. That is true words that you're saying. I, I believe that with all my heart. Also, I know you remember him. When I think about the word humility, the first person that comes to my mind is Dad Dad. Yes, he was a wonderful, wonderful person. He was. He was 80, and I was 18 when I met him, and that was quite some time ago. And um, it seems like yesterday I was going to... Uh, I was doing my undergraduate work at East Tennessee State University in Johnson City, and I met him. He was uh, one of my best friend's grandfather, and once he and I met the first time, we just instantly bonded. Oh, yes. When you'd come home on the weekends or whenever, uh, you'd tell me, you'd sit down and talk about him and tell, tell him, and I just, from what you said, I just felt like I knew him. Yes, I felt an instant bond with him, and I felt like he was a grandfather. I just felt like I had just instantly gotten another grandfather, and Mom, I could not have loved him more than if he was my own grandfather by blood. Oh, yes, I know. You talked about him so much, and I knew that uh, you'd found someone that could really help you and give you some knowledge and, and just be a real, real... Uh, second father to you. He really was. Um, outside of you and Dad, he was one of the best role models I ever had in my life. He chose it. He didn't have to. Um, you know, he was 80 and I was 18 at the time. But I have to tell you, and, um, you know, a lot of people think when you talk about a soulmate, it's a romantic thing. But Dad Dad was truly one of my soulmates. And I think in your life, I think you have more than one soulmate. I think you have different types of soulmates. What do you think about that? I think you do if you find someone that you can really talk to and trust and and uh, and and have faith in the Lord. I think that that would be the greatest thing ever. You know, Mom, you're one of my soulmates. 
Oh, and you're one of mine, too. Well, I believe that, and I feel that. Um, Dad, Dad, he was just really, really special. I want to kind of paint a picture of the type of man he was. He was uh, not really tall. Um, He was slender built, and um, he would uh, walk around with his hands in his pockets. And he looked, just physically, he looked like an humble person. And he had several degrees. First of all, he was a retired uh, lieutenant colonel from the Army. He also was a medical doctor. He was a psychiatrist, and he also had a law degree. Can you believe somebody that humble had all of those academic achievements? Oh, you could tell by talking to him that he was well-educated, and he was really, really smart. Yes, and he was so soft-spoken. And no matter what I did, he'd look at me and say, it's the best you've ever done it every single time. Yes, he would say that, and that was just so funny. He also always loved to give me a kiss on the cheek. He was a hugger, and he was a kisser, and um, I can still feel his little kiss on my cheek. Oh, yes, he was so sweet. There's not many people like him. Mom, he means so much to me to this day. I think about him all the time. He wrote a letter uh, of, of recommendation to Mercer uh, before I was accepted, and he spent a lot of time getting his thoughts together to write my letter, and I have that letter, the original one, where he signed it. It is framed in my office, and I look at it every day when I see it at work. Oh, that is so wonderful. I I, I just think that uh, you did a great job of uh, doing that. Well, I'm a very sentimental person, as you know, and, you know, when there's somebody that's special in your life that takes the time to write you that kind of letter, those kind of things you just hang on to. Oh, yes, you do. I would, if I ever got letters like that, I would would frame them and hang them up so people could read them. You know, um, I'll tell you a few more things about Dad Dad. He, um, his wife had a stroke. And he, he, even though he had round-the-clock care for her, he really didn't just let everybody else take care of his wife. I think he kind of wore himself out taking care of her. He loved her more than anything. He was right by her side. And he just, it truly amazed me. Oh, yeah, he was a, a sweet person. There's not many people would take care of their wife or their husband like that. I remember this little cardigan that I bought him. It was white, and it had blue and and gold stripes on it. I wish I had it to this day. I'd love to have it and cherish it and wear it. I don't know what happened to it. But I bought him a cardigan from ETSU's bookstore. He loved to have it hanging in his office, and he'd put it on when he got a little chilly and wear it around the house. And he'd wear it sometimes when he and I, nobody could get him to do or leave the house because his wife was sick. But once in a while, I could talk him into riding with me in my car, and we'd go to Dairy Queen, just the two of us, and we'd get an ice cream. It was almost like a date. Oh, yeah, that was so sweet that you did that, and I know that he appreciated it. Well, he just he was just like a grandfather to me. He meant the world to me, and um, he taught me so many wonderful—I'm getting teared up, I'm sorry. But he— um, 
He taught me so many wonderful things. I learned so much from him. He used to tell me many stories um, about his brother Rudy, and he had a brother named Max, and he had a sister named Blanche, and he'd tell me uh, all these stories. And uh, a lot of his family lived in South Carolina, and Dad Dad actually went to medical school at South Carolina's medical school. Did you know that? Yes, you told me that uh, after you met him, and uh, and and you always talked and 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 tell me about everything about him. Did you know every Friday night when I was going to ETSU, uh, I would go to Dad Dad's house, and before his wife got sick, well, I'd still go after she got sick, but um, I would go over there every Friday night, and his uh, wife's sister lived there too. Her name was Merle. And I called her Aunt Merle, and she was from Ohio, and she was a crackerjack. I just love Merle. So Merle and Dad Dad and his wife Nana, we'd all sit there, and um, I'd go out and get a meal, and we'd all sit there with a quilt or a blanket over our lap, and we'd sit there together, and we would watch TV on Friday evenings. And let me tell you, there is nothing in the world that was more fun to me uh, I'd rather do that than go out with a bunch of my friends. I just had the most wonderful time with them. Didn't you tell me that he was a wrestler? Watch, no, that he wasn't a wrestler, that he watched wrestler all the time. Yes, it's funny that you brought that up, Mom. I'm glad you did because um, I could have forgotten it. Even though Dad Dad was so uh, filled with humility and humble, he had a life-size poster that I bought him of Hulk Hogan pinned on the back of his office door in his home. And he had all of his psychiatry books and everything in there. And then you saw this big picture of Hulk Hogan. You remember how he looked? He was all tall and big and tan with blonde hair. And he had, that was his favorite wrestler. And I think Hulk Hogan was Dad Dad's way of getting out the other side of of who he was. Oh, yeah. These two sides to everyone. And I, and, uh, I guess he told a lot of people about him uh, liking wrestling. Oh, yeah, he loved Hulk Hogan. And even when I see Hulk Hogan or think of his name, the first person I think of is Dad Dad because watching wrestling on TV was his hobby, and it was just it was hilarious to me because you would never think that somebody as humble as Dad Dad would have a hobby like wrestling. I know, and it was so odd that he would, you know, like a wrestling. You'd think he'd like uh, maybe baseball, football, something like that. But no, he liked that wrestling. I know, Mom, that's so true. And I'll tell you, as time went on, um, I, I wrote about Dad Dad. There's a whole chapter in my first book called Blue Ridge Moments, Volume 1. It's subtitled, um, Your Life is Only as Good as Your Connection with Jesus. And... There's a whole section about Dad Dad, and it's about humility, uh, as a matter of fact, because when I think of humility, he's the person that I learned what that word meant by his actions. Oh, yes. He was so smart and intelligent. He was just a wonderful, wonderful person. You know, the other day we were talking about Hobo Wilson. That's one of my favorite stories in, in Blue Ridge Moments book. But you know the the part about humility that talks about Dad Dad is another one of my favorite stories. Yes, it was. You would really love her book that uh, she wrote. You would love only that, but the a whole book you would love to read it. 
Thank you for saying that, Mom. Now, when I talk about Dad Dad, there's somebody else that comes to my mind that I just cannot forget, and her name is Linus. Uh, Linus is, um, she was uh, such a wonderful person. She was uh, related to Dad Dad, and I believe that it was his niece, and he would call her Linice because Linus was so nice, and the word nice is part of the way you spell her name. You spell it L-Y-N-I-C-E, and he'd call her Linice, and um, I still talk to Linus. We have a great relationship, and she's a great friend of mine, and I love her, and she was also a very significant role model in my life at that time. So when I think of Dad Dad, I think of Linus. Oh, yes. You talk about them uh, often, and you tell me things uh, that you all did together and that how wonderful those uh, they are. I'll never forget Aunt Merle either that I talked about from Ohio. And I'll tell you somebody else that comes to my mind. I truly, truly uh, loved Dad Dad's daughter. Her name was Margie. Margie was so good to me. She was like a second mother. She just treated me so well, and um, Dad Dad died on February the 1st, and it was two weeks before my birthday. My birthday's on the 15th, and I'll never forget, I mean, that was her father that died, but she was concerned about me because she knew how close I was to him, and I was very young, you know, I wasn't even 20 years old, and So on my birthday, even though I did come home for the weekend, before I came home, she baked me a cake, and we were sitting down at the table eating that cake. And even though it was a great cake, Mom, it's the saddest cake I ever ate in my life. I had tears dripping in my cake, and I went into Dad Dad's office, and I'm not joking. He had a calendar that he always had on the back of his door, and he had my name written on February the 15th. He put Billy's birthday And he had a card with a letter in it and money in it for me. And, Mom, that just broke me up. Oh, I bet it did. Isn't that something? And he never got to give it to you. No, but his daughter Margie did. And I tell you what, when she gave me that card and that cake, I was just, I had the biggest lump in my throat. I've never experienced a birthday like that ever. And... You know, coming home to be with you and Daddy and and everybody and the kids, it really helped me a lot because I had a lot of soul pain when I lost Dad Dad. Um, He went pretty fast. He told me one day, he was walking out the door, he said, "Uh, I'm going to the hospital just to get some tests. Now, he was a medical doctor, and I believe deep in my heart that he knew deep down he wasn't coming back. But he didn't want me to worry. And he looked right at me, and he said, I'm just going to the hospital to have tests. And that very evening, Margie, his daughter, called me and said, Billy, Dad Dad is in the hospital, and he's unconscious, and um, I want you to come and see him. Oh, and you went to see him, didn't you? I did. His whole family was um, standing around him. The doctors told us to play the radio, the TV, anything we could to get him some stimulus. And um, I talked to him. I held his hand. I kissed him. I tried everything in the world I could to get him to wake up. He went into a coma, and he never came out of it. And I'm just going to tell you, 
the last time I saw him, I can still see him right now walking out his own front door. And I was at his house in the kitchen and I came into the, uh, the front foyer of his home and he was walking out the front door and he looked at me. He said, don't y'all worry. I'm just going to have some tests ran. And you know that after he passed away, Margie, his daughter, took his took the newspaper and showed his wife. Now, his wife is the one that had the bad stroke that was at home bedridden mm-hmm. that had around-the-care clock. They handed her the newspaper, and she saw his obituary, and tears streamed down her face because, of course, she couldn't go to the funeral. But she understood, and tears flowed down her face. And let me just tell you, Mom, even though that was a hurtful time in my life, I learned a whole lot about humility and, <clears throat> excuse me, I learned a whole lot about love. Oh, yes, you do. That that really makes you think and and just understand how much you can love someone. People like Dad Dad has really been an enrichment in my life and my heart. And I truly thank God for putting these types of people in my life because they've made such an impression upon me and how I want to live and everything that I do. And I will never forget him. I've never forgotten him. He lives in my heart, and he always will. Well, someday you'll get to see him. That's true. We'll all get to be together in heaven because that's our eternal home. This is just a temporary home. Mom, uh, this talk today about humility has been really good for me, and it's brought back a lot of memories. And um, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you talking with me about the subject. Oh, yeah, I love talking with you about any subject. It's This is the first uh, podcast that we've got. My nose is, my eye, everything's running. You're going to have to make me laugh when we... When we end our podcast before I go home this evening. But I just want to thank you again. Well, you're welcome. Anytime I can talk with you or anything, I'm happy to do it. Well, thank you, Mom. And I hope you have a great evening. And I look forward to our next uh, little talk that we have. And I love you and God bless you and bye for now. I love you and, and God bless you and bye for now.